0: Welcome to It's the ADHD Friendly Podcast, where we talk all things well-being, personal development, and live in our best damn ADHD lives at home and at work. My name is Karen McGill. I'm a certified ADHD life coach, and I'm here to help you do life better. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the Launch Your Online Shop stage, all the way to the We Just Hit a Million Orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash specialoffer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash specialoffer. Hey, everyone. Uh, Happy Friday. I have, in full transparency, started this podcast about 16 times already only to stop and start again. And uh, I'm not goofing up so much as I know that my energy is not fabulous, and I do not like recording podcasts or videos when my heart is a little heavy. But that that is honestly the truth. Um, and we have a very old dog who is not doing very well, and just seeing her decline has been very difficult. So it's weighing heavy on my heart this week. So if I sound a little down... That's why. Anyway, this week I'm sharing a podcast on overstimulation and this is something that I've been thinking about a lot and funny enough, I was having a conversation with a client this week and she was describing how she was overstimulated prior to an event that almost put her into a panic attack and it just so beautifully illustrated what I had recorded for this podcast today so I'm sure that she'll know who I'm talking about. Anyway, I hope that today's podcast sheds some light on something that we don't talk about enough. As ADHDers, we often talk about being overwhelmed and the result of overwhelm, which leads us to either freezing or procrastination or anything like that. But we don't often talk about how we get overstimulated and identifying the triggers that lead to overstimulation for us and understanding what our own personal set point is for overstimulation. I also address what overstimulation feels like, how it manifests in our behavior, and what we can do about it. So I hope that today's podcast is uh, interesting and actionable for you. However, before we get into today's podcast, I wanted to quickly mention something. I've been thinking a lot about the podcast, the direction of it, the content that I create, and more specifically, thinking about you guys and who you are, what you're interested in, your pain points, et cetera, et cetera. And a lot of you do respond to the first email that I send when you sign up for my email list and you tell me what you're struggling with and that is super helpful for me in terms of designing my content all around ADHD lifestyle and thriving with neurodiversity. However, the people that show up for coaching tend to be entrepreneurs, either coaches, want to be coaches, want to be entrepreneurs or people that are already already in business and need ADHD coaching in relation to their business or creative entrepreneurship in general. So when I think about that and the content that I create, I could start creating more business content because I love talking about building businesses as an ADHDer and doing it our way and on our own time and according to our energy and the way we like to work. That's a huge passion of mine and something that I want to express, but I know that's not relevant for all of you. So I was thinking about how do I address this in a way that's going to work for me and for you? So I have a few options. I could start an entirely different podcast, which would be a very ADHD thing for me to do. (laughs) But my guiding principle is to keep it simple and that less is more in terms of my time and energy. So I don't want to start a new podcast. So, what I've come up with and what I plan to test, which is why I'm sharing it here, is that I'm going to continue with my Friday episodes around ADHD lifestyle related content, but I'm also going to occasionally. Drop a bonus episode that is specific to entrepreneurship, whether it's for people that are already entrepreneurs or for people that are looking to move into entrepreneurship. I plan to release that on a day that's not Friday, so there will be no confusion about who it's for and why it's there. I will probably release that content on a Sunday and it won't be consistent. This is just something that I'm testing out to see how I feel about it, to understand what you feel about it. And I'm telling you this because if you end up seeing an additional podcast from me popping up in your week, maybe on a Sunday, you know what it is and you have the context for it. I will label it as a bonus episode, but it's going to be specific to building a business with ADHD. And if that is not relevant to you, then you can just ignore it. Don't bother downloading it. Just go on with your week and we will reconnect the following Friday. And now let's get on to the podcast. Have you ever had those moments when you are just completely unprepared to react to a situation and you just freeze up? Maybe it's a confrontation with a person at work or someone serves up a backhanded compliment and you go to bed that night just thinking about all the things you wish you had responded with instead of just the blank stare that you delivered. Or picture yourself at a Maroon 5 concert with your friends, and you have been looking forward to this event for weeks, but by the second song, you actually have to pack up and leave because the sound level is so high that you can't even think straight. Or maybe you've just spent the last six hours at your in-laws over Thanksgiving, and you're at the point where if you have to people and just have small talk for one minute longer, you think your head just might pop off. So you just stare blankly off in the distance, hoping to God nobody talks to you. This, my friend, is overstimulation. And when you have ADHD, the experience is 10X what a neurotypical Nancy might experience. So today I'm going to break down why this happens to us and what we can do about it, both in the moment that it happens, but also to mitigate it happening quite so much in the future. So, Let's start with why overstimulation is a problem for ADHDers. Overstimulation happens when there's too much sensory input coming into your brain for it to handle. So we all know that our brains have attentional challenges, and we may want to focus on something that's important, but if our brain doesn't agree that that's important or aka interesting, it starts filtering in other information in the environment. And unfortunately, you don't have control over this happening. So for example, if this is something that happens to me a lot, maybe you can relate. Loud talkers in restaurants. If someone like three tables down or at the other side of the restaurant has a voice that carries, then my brain is automatically going to listen to it. Whether I like it or not, whether it's interesting or not, my brain is going to that table. Meanwhile, I'm getting frustrated because I'm really trying to pay attention to the conversation I'm having with the person I'm with, but it's really hard to stay focused. This creates yet another conversation in my head where I'm getting angry at the loud talker and I'm thinking about how I want to go over there and poke them in the eye or something like that. Meanwhile, my companion is able to focus. They don't even notice that there's a loud talker in the room, so I'm sitting here feeling like I'm the only one in the world that can hear this insufferable person on the other side of the room. Between the loud talker and the dishes clanging and the music going, it's a recipe for complete overstimulation for me. And when that happens, I shut down i start to mask my way through the rest of the meal not really hearing or taking in anything of importance and just smiling nodding and counting down the moments until i can get the heck out of there so regardless of where this overstimulation is happening the bottom line is that the adhd brain is unable to prioritize and filter the most important sounds sights and feelings even though consciously we know that we should be paying attention to something very specific. We don't have control over what our brains wanna take in. And this is the difference between ADHD overstimulation and hypersensitivity. When you're hypersensitive to something, it happens all the time. So you might be somebody who is hypersensitive to loud noises, in which case, you know not to go to noisy restaurants as a result. But with ADHDers, it's not just that you're hypersensitive to one particular stimulus. It's that all of the stimulus from the environment comes in at the same rate of importance and your brain doesn't know what the heck to do with it, so it shuts down in order to protect itself. So let's talk about what overstimulation actually feels like. It can be physically and or emotionally uncomfortable. So for example, the restaurant situation that I just gave you is emotional discomfort where you can't focus on what you wanna focus, you get frustrated, irritable, panicked, or distressed, and then completely shut down. However, it can also be physical overstimulation, like a fabric against your skin or a tag on the back of your shirt that just drives you bananas. Anything in your environment that can impact you both physically or emotionally can trigger a threshold of stimulation where nothing beyond that point can get in. Like I said, that can either lead to a freeze response where you completely shut down, or it can also lead to an impulsive response, usually something that's aggressive and probably unmatched to the stimulus. And what I mean by that is If you're in a noisy restaurant and you're feeling that overstimulation comes up and then your three-year-old just tugs on your sleeve to ask you a question, you might completely snap at them because although that was a very small stimulus, it was the proverbial straw that broke the camel's back and then you respond in a way that you're not proud of. Either way, it causes a state of emotional dysregulation, which can then lead to reactive behaviors that we later regret or wanting to escape the situation and not really having access to our prefrontal cortex where we can use perspective and logic to understand what's happening when the three-year-old is tugging on our sleeve. So when this starts to become a pattern, We stop experiencing situations that we know will overstimulate us, whether we're aware of it or not. Personally, I get overstimulated by loud, noisy places and crowds. Both of them tend to freak me out. So I no longer go to concerts anymore. I don't even like flying or traveling for that very reason. And if you put me in a nightclub, I think I would literally go mad. Interesting though, when I was younger, I used to love travel. I used to be the one dancing on the bar at the nightclub, having a great time. And typically I was also three cocktails in, (laughs) and that's not ideally the way I want to live my life. So I just avoid those situations. And I also believe that we become more sensitive to overstimulation as we get older. So definitely be prepared for that one. So how do you know when you're getting overstimulated so that you can stop that automatic and impulsive response? It starts with a feeling of being overwhelmed. Maybe you're getting irritable or you're feeling uncomfortable. Maybe you're having difficulty processing information or thinking, or your brain just feels like it's frozen. When these things are happening, that's the emotional dysregulation actually occurring in your body. So your nervous system is turning into that fight, flight, or freeze mode. The unfortunate part is that unless you are somebody who is very present and aware of your emotions in every given moment, you're probably not aware that this is starting to happen unless you've preempted yourself. So what do I mean by that? So if I know that I'm going into a loud, noisy restaurant, if I walk in and the ambient noise is really overwhelming, or I can hear somebody talking and I know that's going to be a problem, I know that that's going to lead to overstimulation in a very short period of time. So I'll either say to whoever I'm having dinner with, hey, let's go somewhere else, or I'll ask for a quiet table, try to eat outside where noise doesn't carry as much, Anything that I can do to control my environment so that I don't get into that point of overstimulation is going to go a long way. I might also say to whoever I'm with, hey, listen, if I start to look a little spacey it's because I'm getting overstimulated. So just want to make you aware of that. And usually people are very accommodating about that. So I wish I could give you some really quick tricks around capturing overstimulation in the moment, but that's not a really easy thing to do unless you're very mindful, and that is absolutely something that we all want to practice being. But also just knowing yourself and knowing what these triggers generally are is going to go a long way to you being able to manage them. But what if it's not as cut dry as you being in a restaurant? Maybe it's at work and you're in a meeting and somebody says something that just completely throws you off and all of a sudden you start to get emotionally dysregulated and every sense is just coming in full storm and you get completely overstimulated. What are you gonna do in those moments? If your sense of overstimulation is something that you can identify, that's a great time to say, you know what, I need to take a bio break. And just take five or 10 minutes to remove yourself from the conference room or wherever you are, go to the ladies or men's room, sit in a stall, and deep breathe for five minutes. Exhale longer than you inhale. That is going to help you bring your nervous system back into rest and digest. I know it sounds oversimplified, but trust me, breathing exercises can really work in the moment to stabilize and regulate your emotional centers and help you deal with that sense of overstimulation in the moment. The other thing that you can do if you're in those situations and you have the ability to is put on headphones and listen to music that always helps you to change your mood and change your vibe, if you will. When you think about vibration, that is really the electrical currents that are in your body. And when you're in a state of overstimulation, that current is very staticky. So what you would wanna do in that moment to get out of that static energy and back into a clear channel of thought process is to tweak the channel on your personal dashboard. Meaning that if there is a certain kind of music that can help you do that, Put your headphones on, excuse yourself from the room, go for a quick little walk and blast that music because that's going to be the greatest amount of stimulation going into your brain and your brain is not going to be able to think or take in anything but that music. And it might just work to take you out of that state of overstimulation and into a state of more groundedness. Other things you can do is just be honest about the space that you're in. If you trust the people that you're with, like, hey, I'm just, I'm feeling a little overstimulated at the moment. Do you mind if we just take five minutes so I can just process what's going on? And then we can come back and talk about it some more. Because the one thing that you don't want to do in those moments when you're overstimulated is to sit in the situation where you're in and have people continue to converse with you and assume that you're listening to them when you're just nodding and smiling and masking how you're really feeling. Because what's gonna happen is you're going to agree to things that you either A, would never generally agree to, or B, that you completely forget because that information is not making its way into your working memory. So it's really important that if you can capture yourself in those moments to just make sure that you don't sit there, nod, smile, and assume that it's going to pass until such time that you're able to step away and get yourself into a more energetically stable place so that you can access your prefrontal cortex again and you know continue on with whatever it was you're doing. So I know these things sound like the same old solutions that I give you all the time, but the reason I keep coming back to them is that these are the things that tend to pull you out of that fight, flight, or freeze state and back into a place where you can think about your behaviors before you react and reduce that sense of impulsivity. When you're calmer, You make better choices and you can get yourself out of situations without causing a scene or doing something that you would later regret. So coming back to that situation when you're at your in-laws and you're getting overstimulated by the small talk, the noise of the TV, an annoying toddler that's banging on a bongo drum, you're starting to sweat, you've lost track of what everyone is talking about, and you're just about ready to have a meltdown. This is the perfect time to excuse yourself to go to the bathroom, maybe offer to take the dog for a walk, or just step outside and take those slow, deep breaths. Trust me, this will help. Once you're a bit calmer, you can decide whether or not you can handle more of the same stimulation. And if you know that if you go back into that room and you're gonna have the same level of stimulation, then that's when you wanna whisper to your spouse that you've suddenly come up with a really bad uncontrollable case of diarrhea and you need to leave pronto. I know that those situations can often be awkward, but there's nothing worse than having to apologize later for an embarrassing reaction to something that was completely overblown just because you were Emotionally dysregulated. So, in terms of takeaways, I think the best thing that you can do to manage overstimulation is to understand what your personal threshold is, because it's going to be different for everyone. Start paying attention to when you're feeling overstimulated or think about situations in the past which have giving you that sense of overstimulation and where you've regretted your behaviors. What kind of sensory input and at what levels are most likely to overwhelm you? Obviously, we can't control every sensory input that we deal with in life, but by knowing what your thresholds are and what tends to put you over the edge, you can prepare for situations that can be overstimulating. So if, for example, your friends are talking about going to a concert or something else that you know that is going to be completely overwhelming for you, then maybe suggest doing something else or bow out of that, but come up with ideas for different ways that you can spend time with your friends where you can actually be online and emotionally regulated the whole time. The other thing that we can do to control the sense of overstimulation that tends to come up for us is obviously taking care of ourselves. When you think about it, the things in our environment that tend to naturally cause stress to the body is already adding to your sense of sensory overload. So if you eat a lot of crappy food that makes you feel tired and bloated or you can't really digest it, that's going to start the stress cycle of your body at a higher rate to begin with. Add to that if you have poor sleeping habits, which then elevate that inability to control your emotional state Again, that's going to add more fuel to that overstimulation fire. And then thinking about your social connections. If you spend a lot of time hanging out with people that trigger you, then that's just adding more fuel to this fire where you're going to be overstimulated much of the time because whatever that person may say or do just throws you off your game to begin with. So to the degree that you can, it is your responsibility to manage your social exposure to people that trigger you. And obviously, we can't always choose the people that we have to be around in life, but to the degree that you can, make those choices and make sure that if you have negative Nelly friends or people in your life that put you down or say things That just drive you crazy, then have a conversation with them because at the end of the day, you're either going to need to cut that person off or be honest with them about how their behavior has an impact on you. The one other area where I think ADHDers get hung up in terms of overstimulation is around time management. And there's two pieces of that. The first part is time blindness, where we're always sort of late and running behind because we don't really connect to the passage of time. That is a huge overstimulation. When you think about it, when you're rushing, you're not really paying attention to what you're doing, you tend to make more mistakes, you lose things, you say things you don't mean or agree to things you shouldn't, and you just generally feel very overstimulated to begin with when you're in that state. So if anything else adds on top of that, you're more than likely going to hit your threshold really quickly. So building that skill of time management is really important. And to that end, if you're shaking your head right now saying, I'm just always late, that's who I am, time blindness, which leads to chronic lateness, is not a personality trait. You are not a person who's just always late. If you have time blindness, it is an executive function skill that you have not yet refined, but it can be refined. You just need more external stimulus in order to stay aware of the passage of time. So Please don't discount that you can get better at time management. The other piece of time management where ADHDers tend to get hung up is that we take on too much because we don't think about how long things will take. So we agree to do too much. We want to do too much. And that leads us into a state of overwhelm. When we're overwhelmed, we're already at our threshold. So anything else that comes up, we are completely ill-equipped to handle. So all of these things, as much as they are different components of ADHD, they all build on each other. And it's just a web of understanding that these executive function skills have longer term effects in our life. But if we can master the skill, we can have more peace in our lives. We can control our brains, our emotional state, and our sense of overwhelm so much more. And if we're not overstimulated, then we can function just as well, if not better, than everybody else in the world, right? So, with all of that said, let's recap where we are. Overstimulation is a sensory overload in the brain where, when we hit that level, our brain shuts down, we're no longer in our prefrontal cortex, we no longer have access to our executive function, and we're in fight, flight, or freeze. When we are in that situation, we tend to act impulsively, either making decisions or enacting behaviors that we tend to regret later on. Or we just sit there in freeze mode, nod our head and agree to things that we later don't even remember because we were no longer present in the moment. What do we do about that? Start to understand where you tend to get overstimulated. Is it in certain environments? Is it around certain people? Are you overstimulated more by sounds or smells or crowds or the clothes that you're wearing? Start to get really curious without any shame about what drives overstimulation, because again, this happens to all of us get curious and start to understand those situations that really knock you off your game. And then to the degree that you can, you want to try and manage that as much as possible, either by avoiding those situations or having strategies to bring yourself back into a state of regulation when you find yourself getting overstimulated. On that note, guys, I hope that you found this helpful. I hope you have some good, solid takeaways here that you can start to use and Thank you again for listening. I really appreciate you being here. And on that note, I'll talk to you next Friday. Bye for now. Thank you for listening. For links and resources for this podcast, please visit its ADHDfriendly.com or click the link in the show description. Please also be sure to subscribe so you get automatic updates when new shows are posted. And of course, please do leave us an ADHD-friendly review. Thanks again for listening and we'll see you next week.